What's happening, travelers? Nitsan Mosri here, the traveling investor, and welcome to another week of the Traveling Investor Show, where we demystify the art of mastering your mind, body, and wallet. And, you know, in this show, we love to discuss success principles, success philosophies, mindset strategies, everything that could help you achieve success and whatever that definition of success is for you. You know, some people define success as waking up in the morning on time. That is fantastic. Some people define success as having a million dollars in the bank. That's awesome as well. But whatever your definition of success is, here at the Traveling Investor Show, we want to help you achieve that success. Now, you know, we're, we're all born into different families and socioeconomic levels and different countries. And even in some countries, we're born into different caste systems. But one thing here in this country is, you know, if you're born poor, that's not your fault, right? We're, we, we can't really determine which family we're born into or where we're born to or whatnot. However, if you live in this country, in one of the greatest countries on the planet, the United States of America, and you die poor, I want to give you some tough love right now. That is your fault, especially in today's economy, in today's world, in today's technology. We have everything accessible to our in our fingertips. You want to learn anything, you can go on YouTube University and you can pick it up. There are no more excuses why you cannot become successful. And I love Dale Carnegie's definition of success. Dale Carnegie's definition of success is someone who has already started their journey to success. You don't have to achieve success. All you have to do is start that journey. Put one foot in front of the other. Set a goal. Set a SMART goal where it's specific, it's measurable, it's attainable, it's realistic, it's time-sensitive. Set those SMART goals, set those little rewards, those little victories that will propel you to the larger victories and move forward. There's no reason why you can't do that. And my show is geared to helping you achieve massive success. And today's guest, he's a number one international best-selling author of the Modern Wealth Building Formula. He's an educator, an engineer, a public speaker, and a world-renowned authority on real estate investment and development. Yeah, he's a titan in the world of real estate, and I'm going to tell you why. His contribution to the building trade with the completion of more than $1.5 billion in high-rise construction has been recognized internationally, and hence he's been known as the king of skyscrapers. You know, Ken is a titan of the world of real estate. He's known for his passion for real estate and how he loves assisting people to thrive in the real estate business. And according to Ken, venturing into a real estate business and being successful requires intelligence, hard work, perseverance, integrity, and a never give up mindset. Ken has changed the skyline of New York City for the better. And I want to bring him on the show because we don't want to hear me talking. I would want to hear Ken and his secrets to massive success. Ken, how are you? How are you, Nitsan? Good to see you, brother. How you, you doing? You too. How's everything going? Very well, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here today. Pleasure to have you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And, and I know you're busy, so we're going to keep this short and sweet, and we're going to give it some awesome attention. 
And there's a lot of people out there that are listening now currently and that are going to be listening to this for many, many years on uh, once it's uh, posted and updated as a, as, a, as a podcast. So, Kent, why don't you share with us who you were before you were the king of skyscrapers and how <laughs> and what was that shift? What were some of those steps or, or you know, ideas that helped form who you are today? Yeah, you know, the first thing I always say, <clears throat> excuse me, is, um, you know, I, I put my pants on like everybody else, one leg at a time, you know, and, uh, you know, it started out with going on class trips to New York City, where I had a dream that one day I would build a skyscraper, believe it or not, and wasn't a great student, you know, created the six year plan in college. And when I got out, I had fortunately won a design development award and it planted a seed. And I went on to a career of, you know, what, what dad told you to do, go work hard, get a college degree. And, you know, and next thing I knew, I was standing on top of a 30 story building that I built a hundred thousand dollars in debt with twins going, now, what do I do? You know, something's not congruent here and making sense with a, a financial, you know, freedom or future that looked a little bit more bright. But the good news was I had learned how to build skyscrapers and, you know, I had built a lot of them and I got really good at it. And that was kind of my transition into real estate. You know, I always tell people, you know, it doesn't really matter what you do before you get into real estate. Something applies to real estate because real estate has every single aspect, you know, of professionalism and hands on. That's 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 so true. So you started off as an engineer. I did. You know, I graduated as a civil engineer. And, it, you know, by the time I actually passed the civil engineering license, I was making more money in construction. So I stayed in that career and worked myself up at the ladder as, you know, project super, earned a site safety license and superintendent's license to build 100,000 square foot buildings in New York City. And, you know, that's how it started, really being a super and then learning what project management was behind and worked myself eventually up to an executive in a, in a number one construction company in the world, Lear McGovern. And then from there, I was like, wow, I, I wanted to work for a developer and I jumped over to a development company. And then a couple steps after that, I was on my own. Next thing you know, I was, my first project was a $17 million assisted living facility, 113 beds, 72,000 square feet that we built and paid ourselves uh, like $1.6 million in fees because that was the trick that I figured out. Like if I could pay myself fees, I could, I could give myself a job and then eventually create a future through real estate investing, which was the other side of the coin, you know? That's beautiful. So what, what would you say, you know, were some of the um, points or, pin, or, or pivotal points in your life that, um, helped you achieve that success, right? Because you started off as an engineer, you went to school, you studied that, yeah. right? You were working with that, then you started working with construction. What helped you go to that next level? Yeah, great question. I actually heard you say it in, in the intro, you know, Dale Carnegie was like one of the first courses I ever took, you know, to get up in front of people and learn how to present myself. And, you know, and then I did uh, a lot of Tony Robbins training, which, you know, in, 2001 when the towers collapsed you know i was a you know i was a project executive and and when the towers collapsed my best friend worked for canner fitzgerald i knew he perished and i just kept hearing tony in my voice you know your feelings are based on what you focus on you know you, you need to go back to the states and make a difference you know the good news is we got stranded in you know in hawaii but you know tony was a major transition in my life that was you know in 2001 
I was 246 pounds, said I weighed 168 and uh, really, you know, just got myself in shape. I said, I'd be in the best shape when I'm 60, but that is where I really pivoted. You know, I came back, I started chugging along, running in the morning and, and then, you know, working, you know, continuing to work, you know, my five in the morning till midnight, you know, finishing up degrees and licenses and, and, you know, positioning myself um, and, you know, just took it from there. But, you know, between Tony and really personal development, um, you know, which has been a part of my life, you know, investing in myself, you know, a couple of years ago before I wrote the book, I was laughing because I had like nine coaches, you know, I was learning, <laughs> learning how to, you know, you know, do a, a real presentation and, and, you know, how to do a one sheet and, you know, how to write a book and how to write, you know, all, all kinds of stuff about the stuff we don't know, we don't know, you know, and that's when you really start to accelerate in life when you stop trying to figure it all out, you know, surround yourself with, you know, mentors and, and move it forward, you know? That's so true. That's so true. You know, I, I and, and, I discuss it on my show as well. You know, you talked about you had nine coaches, right? Today, people, you know, people don't understand that you can go to school, you can get educated, right? You can get textbook education, right? Which is which is great. It has its worth, right? If you want to be an engineer, you got to know the laws, you got to know the rules, you got to know how to measure, how to do all that. But when it comes down to life and to actual going out into the field, there's nothing better than having a coach or a mentor who's been there, done that already, and can help you along, right? That that cuts the learning curve. It cuts your yeah. success curve almost in half. Yeah, right? it's, it's so true. You know, and, and that was a pivot point that you brought it, you know, because I never really was exposed to any type of coaching early on in my career. But then when I one day I sat there, I'm like, well, you know, my football coach would always like tell me what to do, you know? And I realized I was, I was coachable. I, I was an all state football player, you know, and, and I remember trying my first coach. I was like, what is a life coach? You know, <laughs> you know, and they just help you sort, you know, the thousand moving parts that we all have in our life, let alone social media distractions and families and drama, you know, I mean, you know, accountability and coaching, I think is, you know, it's something that, you know, if people are open and, and coachable, they should make it part of their life. And, and it doesn't, you don't have to always pay for it. You could create your own accountability system around you, you know, and you always hear it in, in dieting and stuff, you know, people, you know, like Tony jokes, everybody knows how to diet, but who, who's losing weight because <laughs> you know? they don't have a coach and an accountability partner, you know? That's, that's so true. That's so yeah. true. And, you know, a lot of, you know, just to talk a little bit more about that, you, know, you, you also talked about mindset, <clears throat> excuse me, about mindset, right? So many people out there will find a coach, will find a mentor, will find a program. They'll go and they'll pay money for it. They'll, they'll hire the coach, they'll hire the mentor, but they won't put in the work. Mm. They won't put in the time. They won't put in the effort. And then they go and they point, right? They point at somebody else and go, <laughs> it was their fault. It didn't work. It was not mine. It was their fault, right? <laughs> That, yeah, they forgot that to look in the mirror. To, right? That whole mindset has to go. Yeah. You know, um, it, it's disappointing sometimes, you know, because, you know, you know, when I coach now, I, I measure myself. I'm like, you know, what, what's the runway to success for each person? Because if people aren't taking off and getting what they want in life, then your coaching mustn't, mustn't be that good, you know? And, and a lot of times it comes down to exactly that. You know, how do you get, the individual and create like a VIP experience where 
they're not looking at it. Oh, I got to get on the treadmill and ride or, you know, or I got to open up that book and learn about real estate, you know, you, you know, and if you look at it, you know, why am I doing it? You know, like what's your real why, you know, and if you want to, you know, create a, create a future, you know, that's more inspiring than you have now, you have to take action. You know, you can't be a couch potato or sit there and pray all day and expecting, you know, the bank account just to fill up, you know, you do have to, as Tony says, in my opinion, take some massive actions and, and really focused actions, you know, because, you know, if you don't know, you know, literally, if you're going on vacation, you don't have a map, same thing in life. If you're not clear on what your end vision is, your end goal, you know, sometimes you could be walking around the block a couple of times. You know? yeah, it's, it's so true. It's so true. You know, I, 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 uh, I've, I've got my skipper's license and I've gotten pilot's license and, you know, I've, I've got, I studied to, to get my pilot's license. And, you know, when you're navigating and you're yes. navigating on the map or on a compass, you know, that one degree mm. off in the beginning doesn't seem like much, but when you get to the end, that one degree could be hundreds and hundreds of miles off of your mm. destination. Wow. Right. So it's the same thing in life. If you're not dead set on exactly where you want to go and who can help you get there and have all the tools you're probably going to miss the mark. Like you said, you're probably going to run around the block a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. Right? There's no question. So what's if in, in your, in your, from your perspective, right. Let's talk a little bit about, you know, just that, you know, goal setting and wanna, how can people, you know, we have a lot of new people listening and newbies that want to get involved in real estate and people think, Oh, it's so easy. I'll just buy a house, fix it and flip it. Or I'll buy an apartment complex and I'll get cash flow. How, what were some of the tools that you use to help you set goals or even come up with a goal, right? Cause a lot of people say, Oh, I want, I want to make money. I want to make millions and millions of dollars. That's my goal. Yeah. You know what, what I found and, and, you know, people have this tendency to make lists, right. And, and I found at one point in my life, I had so many lists, it froze me because I didn't know which where to start. There was sometimes a hundred items on there. Mm -hmm. And, and I used, to, I, I really played a game with myself. I, I said, okay, if I look at this list as a bureau with, with eight different draws, cause you know, I had my career, I had my finance, I had my health, you know, and I, and I break that list down into eight, you know, categories. It looked a little smaller. And then as I looked at the items say related to my health and fitness, when I was 246 pounds, you know, I looked at and I says, wow, if I do these 20% of these items, I'm going to get 80% of the results. And, you know, and, and, you know, I guess you could refer to it as, you know, chunking it down. You've, you may have heard the term before, but it, it was a habit that I, that, that I kind of came up even till this day, you know, when I wake up and I start my day, you know, what I'm grateful for and what my mission critical three things are for the day, which re which relate to business health and fitness and relationships, you know, I literally write down what my goals are for each one of those things that day, based on my overall long-term vision of what I'm doing. And I reverse engineer back because if you're not clear on what the end vision is, how do you know what you're doing today is actually bringing you towards your goal? You know, and, and what I learned about the goal setting was that you actually have to do it in reverse like that. You have to really like meditate on it you know, think about and envision what that outcome is. And that's the outcome. And then you step back and you go, well, you know, why do I really want that outcome? And if you think through it and come up with three concise reasons why you want that outcome, you will exponentially increase the amount of odds to, to get that goal. And then when you look at your list, after you do those two exercises, 
the things stick out right in front of you. Like, wow, if I do those things, I'm going to get what I want a lot sooner. And that was something that, you know, I, I learned, you know, with working with Tony, you know, because Tony has, you know, I think 80 companies now, you know, and when he was just getting started, I, my first firewalk UPW, there was a thousand people. Last one I went to, it was like 12,000. It was crazy. And, um, you know, I just learned a lot, you know, from him, you know, like if you want the time of your life, you have to have these types of systems in place and think through it, you know, and the problem really is people don't take the time to think through what they really want. They get freaked out. They get scared. <laughs> you know, there's nothing wrong. It's, it doesn't cost you anything to think it through, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. People, people spend more time planning their vacation than they do planning their life and setting goals. Yeah. It's, <laughs> you know? I, I skip. I just play hard. That's like my vacations. <laughs> you know, I'm exactly. on vacation, you know? You know, exactly. I, I was reading, uh, like you said, it's all mindset. You know, you could create anything mm -hmm. you want through language and mindset. Absolutely. What are some of the um, what are some of the tools or the or the action items that you do to help you keep that positive mindset going? Right. Because life, life, life will throw you curveballs, you know, physical, chemical chemistry in your brain. One day you may wake up and, you know, you're a little bit off. You're. What are some of the things that keep you on that path? Yeah, you know, I, um, you know, I, I have this thing I call structure for fulfillment. So, like, I, I have most of my hours accounted for. So, if I get knocked off for a perch, I could always go back and go, well, what am I supposed to be doing? You know, one of the things, um, you know, I and might be off on a tangent, but my why Wednesday is I go see my 87 year old parents in the morning and have breakfast with them and my brother. And, um, you know, stuff like that's important because, you know, you know, you know, there's a, there's a fallacy about, you know, you want to have a balanced life. Life is never really balanced. Like you're either going full tilt with your family or, you know, you're full tilt with your career, you know, it's hypothetical, you know, but, um, you know, the bottom line is, you know, if, if I were to do it all over again, I would have worked less Sundays, you know, cause it was like seven days a week and I would have spent more time with my loved ones, you know, this, this past weekend. Um, yeah, I was in a town that had 1,034 people in population. I didn't even know life existed like that, you know, coming from New York city, you know, there's a thousand people within the one block going to Penn station, you know, right. and, and one my son got married, you know, and he's an intelligence officer. He's like, dad, you want to go to a wedding on a lake in shorts? I'm like, absolutely. You know, and it was a whole way of life that I never really, you know, I, I guess enjoyed it the way I did, you know, and, um, those kind of things where in the past, you know, I, I used to think work was more important, you know, and I realized that by adding that in, I actually produce more like my production, you know, has never been better. You know, I, you know, I get stuff done in a couple hours with people take eight hours, you know, but that, that took 137 hours, 7,000 hours of practice, you know, but, you know, I, I just say that because, you know, if people are looking to save time and accelerate and learn fast, you know, give us a call, you know, we're here, we're here to help you out and save time. We want to see you take off in that jet, you know, and enjoy yourself in life, be with family and, and be able to pay it forward, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's fantastic. So, you know, I like, I like what you said is that <clears throat> you have your hours already dictated on what you're going to do so that if you do get a little, 
you know, a phone call comes in, throws you off, takes you off, off of your game. You go right back to your schedule and you know where to go. And, and a lot of that, what, what that'll do also, and correct me if I'm wrong, Ken, it'll, it'll keep your energy level up. Yeah. It'll keep you focused. It'll keep the negativity out because you don't have time to focus on, on the other person next door, or your competitors or your, your people, because you're focused on your goal. You're focused on doing what you're doing, right? So there's no time for that negativity to seep in and to and to set foot. Yeah, and it's funny you say that because I, I I'm a little nerdy and I do these color coded sheets and you know whether I'm at church on Sunday for four hours it calculates the percentage of time like that's my spirituality draw that I was telling you about the dresser you know but I have a date night with my wife on Fridays and then it's mm -hmm. soulmate you know Saturday or whatever and. And then it calculates how much time. So the funny thing is if I'm having a bad Wednesday and I look, I'm like, well, you know, I, I got date night, Friday night, you know, you know, I got the, you know, so, and it always, it, it always brings you back, which I, I hate to say, you know, sound like a cliche, but you know, there's nothing wrong with just going back to the basics, you know, because you know, you always gotta, you know, make sure that foundation strong. You know, I use these analogies, uh, um, you know, in New York city you know, I was in the concrete business, you know, I, I learned that, um, you know, when you build that foundation, sometimes it takes six months. All you see is a green fence. You walk by and you go like, what are they doing there? And you look and it's just a hole. And then when, when we used to start pouring the towers, every we were in a four day cycle. So every four days we'd have a floor and you would just see this building go up. And, and you know, it was, it was pretty amazing. But, you know, it's really about making sure your foundation strong. And when you build the skyscraper, it's just like building an extraordinary life, you know, you need a strong foundation and that superstructure out of concrete. That's your backbone, you know, because mm -hmm. life is tough, man. You're going to get knocked around. And that's why you got to get the skin of the building on real quick. Get the windows and the skin on <laughs> and the roof because you got to batten down the hatches because life's a storm, you know. And then the and then the elevator's the key because the you got the hoist going up and down on the outside of the building. You got to get the elevator on the inside. And that represents how life is. It's really up and down. So you get that elevator going inside and then you focus on the finishes and that's when you get to kind of polish up your life. And, um, you know, I, I love that analogy because, you know, that's what life is, you know, it's a process, you know, you can't just be successful overnight. You know, I started with $10 a week, you know, my, you know, like I said, my, my dad, you know, climbed telephone poles, pump gas at night. My mom was a bank teller, you know, and, um, they just said, go to college, go to college, go to college. And I'm like, I don't want to go to college. <laughs> you know, you know, the drill. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. But I, I, I agree with you. And, and I love what you said. You know, I, I have two teenage daughters and, you know, they come and they see, you know, they see the top part of the, of the um, <laughs> iceberg, of the iceberg, right? They don't see the, the 80% below the water. Right? So just like you said, you know, they, they, they don't see the, the, the building of the foundation. And and, you know, growing up in New York City as well. Right. Walking down those 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 uh, construction sites. And, and you're right. For six months, you're looking through those fences. And you're like, dude, they're not doing anything. What are they doing? And they're <laughs> digging and they're putting it. And then. But once that foundation is built solid, that sucker goes up like that in, in, in no time. Right. It and really people are amazing. Going, oh, my God, look how fast that's being built. Look how fast that's being built. Oh, wow, look at it, right? And my daughters also, they just see that, well, you know, you just have, you know, look at your car and look at this and look at that. I said, but but you don't see the 20, 30, 40 years of, of 
of stress, of tears, of fatigue, of exhaustion. <laughs> tears is right. <laughs> Remember those nights were going, oh man, how are we going to get through this week? That's right. That's <laughs> Our kids right. are going to get all, I used to think, oh wow, how am I going to get my twins college tuition paid? <laughs> That's right. That's right. You know, yeah. when I was growing up, when I was in New York City, uh, you know, there were times where I had to make a decision. Did yeah. I take the subway to, to Wall Street and work <laughs> or did I eat lunch that day? Right. <laughs> People don't see those those challenges that 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 struggle, right? They just see the the nice shiny face and the success and the and, and all that. But it's 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 behind the scenes is what is is the truth behind it, yes. right? Um, we, we have a question here from uh, from Shaka. He goes, as a twenty five year old, what are some things you would consider time wasters on the road to success? Mm, great question. Social media, for sure. <laughs> you know, I have someone take care of that for me. So if, you know, if, you know, I, I do um, get feedback, but stay away from social media. It's just a total distraction. And, um, you know, I think, you know, a lot of times, you know, I spent a lot of times worrying about and wanting to help other people when, you know, they couldn't even really, they didn't really want to help themselves as much. I wanted to help them, you know, so you know, be supportive with people, but, you know, don't spend a lot of time. You know, if, if you're, uh, I, you know, I call myself a supplier saboteur. I just want to give, 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 you know, don't spend a lot of time, you know, worrying about other people and, and spending time on social media, you know, surround yourself and always remember, you're going to be like the five people you surround yourself with. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Abdul Majid says, great experience. Thank you. Uh, yeah. And, and, and I agree. Social media is such a, it's such a, time waster man you you know yeah sometimes you know and i'm guilty sometimes i'll just sit there and i'll flip through it next thing i know an hour an hour and a half was gone i'm like <laughs> damn i could have read an entire book at that by by, by doing that right i said next yeah. time i'm gonna you know pick up the book do something right it's 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 an incredible time waster you know and and, and you know shock as a 25 year old you know i don't know if you're married or if you're with someone but you know chasing after you know women men parties the bling, all of that stuff, you know, that's, that's a time waster. That's a time sucker. Mm. You know, I just, just focus on your goals, right? It's, it's, it's like, you know, I, it's like what I tell my, my coaching clients as well. You know, when they're, when they ask me, well, who do I, you know, how do I find my investors? Who are my investors? So you got You got to find your niche. You got to, you got to laser in and you got to focus in on exactly what you want to do. Just like what you were mentioning earlier, Ken, about the, the uh, having every hour, you know, spoken for, so you're not wasting your time, right? You know, it's great to go out and have friends, but you know what? That time that you spent three, four hours at the bar drinking and bullshitting with your friends, you could have been at home building up your business, right? Mm -hmm. And 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 you can sacrifice five, 10 years, especially at the age of 25. And then when you're at 30, 35 years old, you pick your head up and you look around, you're light years ahead of everybody else. Yes. It's right. so true. It's so true. And, and, and one thing I, you know, I never, I don't want to think like, you don't want to deprive yourself, but what, what, what we're talking about here is blocking time. And, you know, one book that I always recommend, you know, because I, I found that that's how my success was, is it's, it's called deep, deep thinking, a, a deep thought. I think it is deep thinking it is and uh, deep work. And, uh, you know, basically when you're in zone action, you know, you could have results of like almost 40 X, you know, and it was all those years where I was in my office from like, you know, five in the morning till, you know, eight in the morning. But, 
you know, get, you know, block the timeout, you know, early in the day, you know, because as the day goes on, you know, you know, you're not going to be as productive, you know, block your time out early and focus on your goals and hit it hard. And then, you know, don't deprive yourself, but don't play too hard, you know, you know, stay focused because, you know, three, four hours in a bar drinking with a bunch of guys, you know, isn't going to fill your bank account. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Right. We got to have our priorities. But yes, you're absolutely right as well, Ken. We can't deprive ourselves and it can't be just work, 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 because we need something to we need the outside, the social, everything to, to refill our storages, our, our yeah. insides, you know, storage units that give us that that energy and that and that momentum. Let me ask you this, Ken. Um you know, you, you, you went from engineering to real estate and you, you did all these things. You know, you're, you're talking on stages. You built a million and a half billion dollars worth of skyscrapers. There must have been a lot of fear, or at least in the beginning. What were some of the things that helped you overcome that fear of getting started and moving to the next level? Right. Because a lot of people out there are, are sitting and they're listening. going, Yeah, you know, but, you know, I don't know. And I'm afraid. What, what if I fail? What if I this? What if that? How, how do you get past that? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I didn't know the 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 acronym. You know, what is it? Um, oh, there's so many of them. Yeah, like get everything in um, rise. Yeah. False evidence appearing real, yeah, right? You know, I mean, I didn't really know any of that when I studied fear. You know, and 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 a lot of my fear study came with my work with Tony. You know, it literally led to two things. Like every time I said, like, okay, what are you afraid of? Which there was always a lot of fear around money because I never came from any, and I was mm -hmm. afraid to ask for it. Then there was the crashes. I lost it. I thought it was my fault. But you know, where I really had a, a pivot around fear is I realized that, you know, everybody has the biggest number one primary fear of failure. When in reality, I real, I realized I was just continuously failing measurements, you know, and, and I was, I wasn't the failure, you know, people have a hard time delineating mm -hmm. that if, if you measure, you say, Hey, I'm going to get seven of these today and you only get five, you know, there's no reason we'll go, you know, I'm going to get eight tomorrow. There's no reason why you can't increase what you're going to try to get. It's just, kind of like a measuring game towards an outcome that you want. And, and there's nothing wrong with that, you know, and, and it was really a fear of failure. And, and the other biggest thing, you know, that I had was that I was never like enough, you know, you everybody thinks, well, you know, I, you know, I, I don't really understand it. So I should keep my mouth shut. I shouldn't say anything. And that's like the number one mistake because everybody, everybody has a superpower and, mm -hmm. you know, they, they just think that, you know, I'm not enough. I, I can't have that conversation. And I had that for years because, you know, my dad started his career at $2,100 a year. <laughs> you know, I mean, he may, he, ca he capped out at like $52,000 a year. Like I didn't know, you know, what was out there. I didn't know how to ask for money. I didn't understand what people really earn. You know, I, it, mm -hmm. I had to be exposed to it, you know? So, you know, it's just, you know, never give up. I always tell people just keep plugging along and, and asking questions. People out there want to help you. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Oh, that's awesome. Absolutely. Right. Got to got to be able to ask for help. You know, I always say I'm not the smartest. I'm not the sharpest tool in the toolbox. <laughs> I say that too. <laughs> We'd be hanging out in the same uh, bin there. <laughs> in the same toolbox. Rubbing <laughs> up against each other. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I, yeah. I, I always say if, if my company, my business had to rely solely on me, I wouldn't be successful. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I've been very lucky to surround myself with people who are a lot smarter than I am, who can, who are, way more capable of way more than I am. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's one of the things I, I always talk about is the, the dream teams that we surround ourselves. I mean, we'll give away our age, but we both remember the the dream team in the 1992 Olympics, you know, when yeah. when they just slaughtered everybody, you know. And if you surround yourself with, you know, people that are better than yourself and you have like-minded and the right mindset and goals that pay it forward, you know, there isn't really anything that's going to stop you to achieve what you want in life. It's true, you know, and and and... I, I, I sometimes I, I look around, I stop and I look at people and, and I see people who are achieving massive success. And I go and you know, I say, you know what? Just like you said in the beginning, they yeah. put on their pants the same way that I do. They shower, <laughs> they brush their teeth, they, they drink a beer the same exact way that I do. What is different from them than me? And, you know, it comes out, you know, to two things, right? Mindset and, and, and taking action, That's right? It. Those two things. Right? It's funny. It's funny that you say that because, you know, I always say if you're going to if if you want to live in a world of performance, right, which applies to everything, it's really simple. It's either action or inaction. <laughs> That's it. Don't complicate things. <laughs> you just right. hit the nail on the head. You know, I mean, it's really that simple. That's it, It's so true. You know, I, I have coaching clients that come and they pay me thousands and thousands of dollars and I give them work to do and assignments and whatnot. And they just don't do it. I said, OK, that's that's not my problem. You want to achieve success. How are you going to do it? No one's going to hand it to you. You got to go out there and take it. Exactly. exactly. Right. You got to go out there and, 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 you know, we that's the reason why we have two hands so we can grab things with both hands. And, and reel them in so we can go out there and grab our success and grab our life and grab everything with two hands so that yes. we can hold on to it. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Man. Awesome. Awesome. So are, are you in Hawaii now or you're up in New York? No, I'm, I'm in the New York metropolitan area. We actually live in New Jersey and, okay. uh, you know, I get to get out of the city and my, my daughter still lives there, but, uh, yeah, my wife was a, uh, really a superb cosmetic chemist with three patents. She was the smart one. I didn't tell you the story, but I met her in calculus class when I was taking it for the third time, Calc 2. So <laughs> she taught me how to study a little bit. <laughs> uh, and I'm still with her today. You know, it's, uh, we just, our anniversary, 34 anniversary uh, on July 2nd. My son got married on the 3rd and just a great weekend. That's awesome. That is fantastic. That is all. Congratulations, man. It's, Thank it's, you. you know, we don't, we don't see many couples today that have stayed together that long, you know, I strung her along for six years. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so that's it, man. You got it. That's it. You got it. That's awesome. That's yeah. fantastic. And so what's uh, about your daughters too. So, you know, I mean, that's, what's important, you know, and, uh, just great to hang out with you today. <laughs> Absolutely, man. It's fantastic. Tell me, how did, how has real estate, getting involved in real estate investing, how has that changed your life? Yeah, you know, it's it's really given me this just extraordinary flexibility and freedom in life. You know, there was a time where, you know, I, I my kids had been to grounds for sculpture in Trenton like four times. I had never been there. You know, I didn't see light for so many years that, you know, between leaving at five in the morning and going to school at night and not getting home till midnight. It, you know, it's, uh, it, it really gave me a life of, of being able to be a scout master. You know, I, I became a scout master with my son and gave him magical moments where he became an Eagle scout. And then he, you know, graduated and was a black belt and went to the Citadel and my daughter, 
I used to take her out on date nights because, you know, now I was around all the time and she used to cook plastic meals for me. But she ended up marrying a doctor, teaching culinary medicine. She became a nutritionist, a dietitian, all because of those magic moments. You know, when I got in real estate and I had the freedom and then my youngest, you know, I brought her to the barn, you know, 500 times. She rode horses. She studied equine. You know, she now just bought her first house at 24, you know, and I literally this weekend was sitting there going, wow, you've gotten everything you ever wanted in your life and your kids are successful. And it's, it's all because of real estate, you know, honestly, because, you know, engineering would have paid the bills and I would have had a really good job in construction. I would have did even better, but it wasn't until I had the real estate where I had the flexibility of paying myself and, you know, creating the passive revenue and meeting all kinds of people and creating something that's different every day, you know, and that's the beauty of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with you hundred percent, you know, having that flexibility, it's all about that flexibility and that freedom to go out and to take back your life so that you can go out and do what it is you're passionate about. Spending yes. time with your kids, creating memories. Yeah. You know, I'm a hundred percent with you on the same, on the same line mm. is that it's all about creating memories. Yeah. Right. Uh, I have my two teenage daughters now and, you know, they're, they're teenagers and they get all the, you know, the hormones and everything kicking. Right. And, 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 you know, that whole thing that, that comes with it. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's funny because I'll, I'll sit there and I'll talk to them. I'll say, Hey, you know, remember when we first moved to Florida, they were a little baby that said, you know, we, and, and the lightning storms and the thunderstorms. I said, remember we used to sit outside and, and, and they would get scared, you know, Thunderstorms in, in South Florida, ridiculous, right? And the, the lightning, the thunder. So they would get scared. So we did, we played this game. I said, listen, every time there's thunder, it's, that's like God roaring like a lion. So why don't we roar back like lions? <laughs> every time there was thunder, we'd roar back. And, and they loved it. They giggled. And, and, and now, they, and now we, you know, we, I talked to them about it. I said, you remember? And, and I see that little, even if, if, even if they didn't want to, right, they, they put that, no, I don't remember. But then I see that little smuggle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember those days. I remember when we did that. Yeah. I remember when we did that. Yeah. That, that's what, that's what makes it all worth it. No, no question. Right. Yeah, I, I call them magic moments. You know, they're, they're never going to be forgiven. That's what we're going to remember when it's, when it's our time, you know, those moments with our family and. Mm-hmm. That's right. Traveling, you know, we get to travel. My, uh, I'm in Northwest Arkansas. I'm in my lake house right now in Rogers and my, my daughters were here. My wife just took them to the airport cause they're going back to Florida. So, you know, it, we, we, we travel with them constantly. You know, even, even when they say we don't want to go, I'm like, you know what, you're coming. And then they have a good time. We went on a lake yesterday, paddle boarding, canoeing. Of course they bitched and complained the whole way there. But <laughs> once we got there and they got on the, on the rafts, we were having a blast. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's so, what kids are for, you know, <laughs> you know, exactly. But just, but that's that that's what real estate does for us. Right. It gives us that ability to to create those memories and to have yes. to regain our time in our life. Yes, indeed. Right? It's sure Plus all the all the upside of depreciation and appreciation and tax benefits and all that good stuff. Right. That that's other. But but on the on the family side and on the lifestyle side, it, it, it's really something to to look forward to. Who Who are some people that. That kind of helped you. You know, you talked about Tony Robbins, right? He was one of your mentors. And one of, were yeah. there other people that you could look back upon and say, you know what, if it wasn't for them, you know, I wouldn't have been here. Or, you know, yeah. they helped me move forward with that. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I was in a in an interesting world, but there was a guy, John Norris, rest his soul, um, who 
built the two largest projects in the world. Uh, he he came out of a company. He was a Canadian soldier who ran the Reichman family real estate. He built literally Canary Wharf in London. And then he came to New York and built uh, Battery Park. And when I teamed up with him, he had taken over the Forest City operation, which was Bruce Ratner, who owned the Brooklyn Nets. And I was part of a billion dollar project that we built in Metro Tech. Um, early on in my career. And and I used to meet him like literally at 5, 36 o'clock in the morning, a couple times a week to just be mentored. And, you know, he, he was probably the, the biggest pivot in my life because at one time he says, you know, you're really good at what you do. You need to go work for this guy, Trevor Davis. And that's when I went from the construction to the development side. And I was, you know, in charge of, you know, like some major, major stuff. And, and I realized, you know, this is something I need to do for myself. And it was because of John Norris kind of pushing me out of that job security. And, you know, I was real comfortable. And my friends stayed at Bovis for 20, 30 years and have big 401ks and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, I didn't want to shoot all over myself. You know, I, I shoulda, coulda, woulda. Um, and I just, you know, took the faith, the leap of faith. Sometimes, sometimes you got to jump off that cliff, even if you don't have a plane. <laughs> exactly. Or a parachute. You just got to jump, right? And you got to yeah. know. And I, I, I always say trust in the universe and the universe will take care of you, right? Yeah. Trust that you have to, that, that you are where you are for a reason. And the people that are surrounding you are there for a reason. What that reason is, we may not find out today. We may not find out tomorrow, but there's a reason, right? Yeah. No Go problem. in 100%, all in, because... If you have faith in yourself, if you have faith, if you believe, if you, you know, I, I take it even a, a step further than faith or belief. You got to know, you got to know that you are where you are and that everything will be okay. Because it, it, it you know, if it's, if it's up to me, if it is to be, it is up to me. Mm. Right. <laughs> I like that. That's, that's one of those short, that's one, that's a sentence that has every word is a two letter word in it. I like that. Yeah, that's true. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's to if it is to be, it is up to me. Right. Yeah. yeah. And 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 so you know, we I traveled the world for many, many years and I was put in these ridiculous circumstances and different places. But you know, when you when you don't have that confidence or belief or knowledge that everything will work out because it already has. Right. I mean, as bad as as bad as shit has gotten in our lives, look where we are today. Yeah. Right. Yep. So as bad as it was, we still made it because we knew that things were going to be well and things were going to be good. So that's that's kind of the, you know, the mindset that I always um, that, that I teach my children and, and that we move forward. in. Um, listen, Ken, I've taken up too much of your time already. It's been fantastic. Uh, why don't you share with our listeners how they can get a hold of you? Yeah, the, the easiest way is just go to the website. You know, it's kenvanlu.com, K-E-N-V-A-N-L-I-E-W. There is a free strategy session, which I'm still getting on the phone with people and saying hello. Um, you know, and we're um, just keeping it simple. You know, um, we give away a lot of free stuff. You know, you can get my book for free. I have my 11 Millionaire Secrets, my 10 Golden Nuggets. And, um, you know, if you want to talk direct, we have support systems, but yeah, just check out the website. I try to keep it all in one place. You know, I didn't even tell you I was, uh, recently selected. Um, and I just shot a documentary with, uh, Dennis Quaid. It's going to go national to 60 million households called real estate today, keys to investing. And that's 
should be ready to go in September. We're real, real excited about that. You know, you know, just, you know, I got, was blessed one day and my phone rang, it said TV on it. So, um, I was one of 10 people that got interviewed and was selected for the play, you know, the position. So it was exciting. Beautiful, beautiful. Congratulations on that. That's fantastic. Thank you. I look forward to it. Well, thanks again. Thanks so much for being here. Continue on that journey to success, to creating magical moments with your family and changing the New York skyline forever. We appreciate everything you've been doing. Thank you so much for, for being a, a, a positive force in this universe. We need more people like you out there wanting to help educate and transform people's lives. So thank you very much for doing that. We appreciate that. You got that. And it's on. Thank you very much. You know, it's been awesome. Uh, thank you. Travelers, it's been awesome having you here. Uh, another great week. Check us out on all the different podcast stations, iHeart, Spotify. We're, we're there as a traveling investor show. We're going to be here next week somewhere on Spaceship Earth. Don't know exactly where. I want to thank all of our sponsors for, uh, for taking the time and helping us uh, with the show. Uh, and travelers, remember, being born poor is not your fault, but dying poor is. And meet me here next week, same place, same time, where we demystify the art of mastering your mind, body, and wallet. I'm Nitsan Mosri, your host, the traveling investor. I'll see you somewhere on Spaceship Earth. Take care, everybody.